Welcome to the Red Light Report, your number one source for all things red light therapy, where you will learn how to optimize your health, wellness, and longevity with the power of photobiomodulation. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Belkowski. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Red Light Report. I'm always excited to have guests on, but today I'm especially excited because I have a near and dear friend on, Tracy Dews, who is a health and wellness expert, especially in water. She is a modern wellness advocate, hydration expert, like I said, an educator, experience maker, and community builder. She has her own uh, wellness center called Sanctuary Wellness Experience in San Diego. Uh, She has her own podcast, highly popular, called Hydrate, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But also, Tracy, whenever I talk to her, whether it's text or calling or just seeing her in person, she's got to be one of the most positive, happy, vibrant spirits that I I cross paths with. So it's always a treat uh, to talk with her and spend any time with her. And I think you guys will agree once we uh, start this episode. So without further ado, Tracy, welcome to the Red Light Report. I'm so excited to spend time with you this morning, Mike. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Of course, my pleasure. It's always good to have you. And like I said, it's always good when our paths cross. So let's just get down to the nitty gritty with your origin story, because of course, I've heard you talk about it. And I guess let's give us our origin story, how how we've met and become friends You know, through the years, just being in the biohacking health and wellness space, we eventually crossed paths. And I think we just connected right away. We've always had this synergy um, and it's just developed over the years. And most recently, when I was down in Los Angeles doing some business stuff, you invited me over to your place in San Diego. And I think how I described it on your podcast, it's like a playground for adults. It's it's an amazing house. It's an amazing experience just to be there. Um, you have like a tree fort. You can see a 360 view from your, your rooftop patio. And it was just an amazing experience. So you were a gracious host and it was just great to spend time with you. And um, we've just fostered a really nice friendship and relationship, you know, over the past couple of years to where we are today talking about water. And so, like I said, I'd love for you to tell the audience really how you got into the health and wellness space, what you went through um, that landed you into the space of water specifically and why you're so passionate about this area in health and wellness. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting. I think about how as humans, we have multiple crucible stories. It's not like we just have this one moment that's so hard and then we break through and then everything's perfect. <laughs> like it's, it's a constant experience, journey of life. So I had multiple steps that really, I would say, got me to where I am right now. But it really did start at a young age. I think, you know, really young, I realized that I had a very empathic personality, spirit, heart, I always would feel when somebody wasn't healthy or they weren't happy with themselves. And I I would take it on. I would notice that I felt like it was my burden. I wanted so much to help them. But when you're young, you know, you have no idea how to do that. We have these preconceived notions. And so I remember my mom um, just really kind of struggling with her weight. She was always so healthy. She made our food from scratch. She was so into health, wellness, and it felt like she was doing everything that she could. I watched her journey and she just, she struggled though with her weight. And I, my heart just felt so sad. Like, why can't she get past this? She's trying so hard. She's not the person 
drink, she never drank, not eating late at night, just eating really healthy, but couldn't get to where she wanted. So I thought, gosh, that'd be so cool if I could grow up and learn how to help people to feel better in their body, just to feel vibrant and feel like so confident with themselves. So that was always really something I desired. And then I just thought like when I was 14, 15, I thought, you know what, the best way to help people would be to become a doctor. Maybe I should become an MD. So I pushed through high school in three years. And by the time I was 15 and a half, I started college and I was very motivated. I really wanted to become a doctor. So I decided to go to college and take, I don't remember, I think it was like 21 units my first semester where I had to get the dean to sign it off. And it was like physics and biology and chemistry lab and calculus. And, you know, and then I was tutoring math on top of it at the the college. I was just like very, very motivated to get to where I wanted to go. And my dad's a missionary pastor. And so I had this opportunity that summer to go to an indigenous village in Guatemala and shadow a surgeon doctor there. And that was just such a beautiful experience because that was my first awakening to the fact that not everybody has clean water on tap or access to water on tap. I mean, these people in this village had to walk five miles every day to get their water that they were going to bathe in, wash their dishes with, wash their clothes with, drink from. It was a process for them. And water was this sacred thing because they didn't have access to it or easy access. So that was kind of this awakening moment. And then in the village every day, there was a funeral. We'd walk around the village to to honor the person that had passed away. And people were passing away like flies because they were drinking contaminated water. But there wasn't this education on what they could do or it just was very primitive. It was quite interesting. So it opened my eyes up to that. I came home from that trip and I realized I love to help people, but this isn't resonating with me cutting people open and giving the shots. And I thought, how else can I help people? So I ended up doing three years of pre-med in my last year. I decided to go into business. I was like, I don't know. I don't want to cut people open. I don't know what to do. So I went a whole new path, started a modeling agency, did venture capital, investment banking, just whole business route. And then I got married and had my first daughter. And when I was pregnant for her, I had this unquenchable thirst. I could, could not quench this thirst. It was like, I felt like I was maybe what it would feel like to be like crawling through the desert for days and, and so thirsty because my mouth would be like hot and dry when I'd wake up. I'd have my tongue stuck to the roof of my mouth, my eyeballs stuck to my eyelids. Every part of my body was just so, it felt so dehydrated, but I was drinking, I would drink up to a gallon of water a day. And no matter what I, how much I drank, it wouldn't hydrate me. And I didn't have any, like my blood panels were all coming back perfectly. Everything was fine. I'm 24, super young. It's not, I ate healthy, did all the things. So it was really frustrating because I'm, I couldn't get to the bottom of it. And, and no doctor, medical, like allopathic doctor that I was going to 
would validate what I was feeling. It's like, well, whatever, just live with it. Everything's your panels, your pathology looks good. So there's nothing we can do. So that really was like, whoa, what's going on? And then I almost lost my daughter because my amniotic fluid was so low. They said that I had like two centimeters, 2.3 centimeters or something of amniotic fluid and they needed to do an emergency cesarean because if they didn't, you know, maybe she could pinch her cord or like she wasn't in this fluid where she could move. And it was funny because I, I, not funny, but I could actually like when she'd move, I could see her face like in my stomach. It was, there was barely any amniotic fluid. So we went into the surgery, had the emergency cesarean. And after that, I was still severely dehydrated. So I went on this quest to figure out how to hydrate myself. And what I noticed was that different water that I drank hydrated me. And some of them, it felt like almost dehydrated me. When I drank mountain spring water, I felt clenched for for like a longer period than if it was distilled water or reverse osmosis or, you know, filtered tap water. So I started to gravitate towards the mountain spring water and then I went to an herbalist and she had given me some nettle tea, oat tops, just different herbs and that were very nutritive that had minerals. And I would drink that six times a day. She said, drink it six times a day. And it slowly nourished me back to life. And I realized there's something to these bioelectrical units that we are. And as I started to study it, I realized, oh my gosh, you know, water is a, is a conduit for all these things in our body. But if we don't have the minerals to charge that water, the electrolytes, electrolytes are minerals in a liquid solution. So if we don't put those minerals into the liquid solution, we're not going to be able to charge our bodies. And so that was just this thing where it's like, okay, now I'm 25 years old, just learning this. The first quarter of my life, I didn't know this. Why? <laughs> a lot of people don't. They just think of water as, okay, it's clean. Is it clean? Is it filtered? Sure, I'll drink it. That's usually the question. That was my question. Uh, it's in a bottle. Okay, great. I'll drink it. <laughs> Most people don't realize that bottled water can actually be tap water just put in a bottle. It's really sad. So I, I started to really notice that. And then my daughter ended up getting uh, sick with an autoimmune disease, alopecia, after her MMR vaccination. So that just was the catalyst that sent me over where I'm like, I want to dive deep into health and wellness and learn everything that I can so that people don't have to suffer. I know there's always going to be suffering, but it's great if we can have a guide or a coach or someone to help alleviate the suffering and give us information to help with that process. So there's a couple of things that stood out to me. First of all, it's a very impactful, powerful story, uh, Tracy. So I appreciate you sharing that with all of us. Um, but one thing that you said about halfway through was when you had that quench for uh, water or thirsty, you said you drank water, but you weren't hydrated, which then you alluded to later by saying, you know, you can drink water from the tap, but it's dead water. It doesn't have any nutrients. It's not going to nourish your body. And I think that's an important point because like you said, people get on these kicks where they drink a liter, two liter, a gallon of water every day. I saw someone post that recently. But like you're saying, if it's dead water, if it's it can be clean, but it's still dead, 
then you're really not nourishing your body. What are you really doing other than, you know, running it through the system and making sure your kidneys, your kidneys are functioning. But unless you're adding minerals or unless you're, uh, which we'll talk about drinking different types of water that has electrolytes or some form of electrical potential to recharge your human battery, then really you're not doing your body much good. And I remember when I was at your house, you told me that not only were you dear friends with Robert Slovak, who's considered one of the uh, top water experts in the world, but he's a mentor to you. So you've learned from one of the best. He's a close friend. So what have you learned from Robert? I don't want to say in the past couple of years, but overall, what have you learned from Robert that's really moved the dial for you as far as enhancing your hydration and just your understanding of what hydration means to overall health and wellness? And is there anything um, recently that you've learned from him that's kind of new to the uh, water space? Yeah, well, I am so grateful to Robert Slovak. He is, we, we like to call him the, the father of reverse osmosis. Him and his brother, Jack, were the ones that really brought reverse osmosis into homes for us so that we can actually have this highly comprehensive filtered water in our homes. He, he's taught me so much. It's like over, it's overwhelming, but he's taught me about deuterium depleted water. I didn't know about deuterium depleted water until I met him. So we can go into that in a minute. He also taught me about reverse osmosis. So many simple things that I didn't know. And a lot of people don't know. And one nugget is that many people have filtration systems in their home, a reverse osmosis filtration system, pretty standard under your sink. And most of those reverse osmosis systems, they're amazing because the membranes with RO are very comprehensive. They're going to clean out the chemical contamination, the chemistry of the water that's coming through the tap. But what most people don't realize is that, and, and Robert wasn't a part of this, he, he created the membranes for the reverse osmosis. And then the companies that were building the reverse osmosis machines were like, hey, why don't we build a holding tank for the water? It kind of makes sense, right? It's like, so then you can just open up the tap at any moment and you have as much, like up to three to five gallons because those holding tanks will hold, you know, on average about five gallons. So you've got three to five gallons under your sink that you can access anytime sounds quite convenient. But when you think about it from a microbial perspective, if that water, that holding tank, if you're not emptying it every single day, then what happens? Say there's three gallons in there and you only use one gallon. So now you've got two gallons. Then the next day, another gallon of water fills on top of it and you always have that old water. Who knows how long it's been there? Water in a dark, moist place for maybe a couple years, that is a microbial nightmare. And especially if you have autoimmune or a compromised immune system, or you're dealing with something where your body's already fighting hard to maintain homeostasis, this is going to, it's not going to help. It's going to hinder that process. So that's such a like simple thing that I didn't think about, but it was this nugget that he gave me. He's like, you need to empty this system every day, or you can get another system like AquaTrue. It makes it on demand it's on your counter. And you can see like in, in the clear container that it's in, like how much water you've used and you just dump it out every day and, and uh, get fresh water. So that was a, a really nice nugget that I was like, whoa, I didn't know this. And then he also said every year when you get your filters changed, 
You need to make sure that they clean the RO system out. They sanitize it. Nobody's doing that. Most people are not. I didn't know that. So he showed me how to do it. So Robert came over to my house, sanitized my reverse osmosis system to make it clean. And that was just such a blessing. There is um, information, like if you call your local water company that maintains your reverse osmosis system, they should know how to sanitize it, but they probably aren't doing it when they maintain it. So you need to ask for that. Um, so that, that was a big thing. And then learning about deuterium depleted water was huge. But I think going back to the basics that he taught me, also learning about Quinton. He taught me about Quinton. I didn't know about this beautiful solution that has 78 trace elements in it in perfect ratios and perfect balance to our body's own chemistry the way that our own blood plasma should look, this isotonic ketone is identical to it. So it feeds our body all of the trace elements that we need in order to have that optimized cellular communication, that charge potential, that energy, that, that, that water that is able to send that information through. And, and even like with red light and stuff, I mean, that's such a big part of it. If we don't have the minerals, everything, it's not working together. For those who don't know or have never heard of Quinton, where is it derived from? Because I think that's important. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's from the ocean, considered the ocean plasma. The ocean is where all of us pretty much evolved from. If you look at the way um, everything's coming to, to life, you will see that all of the elements from the ocean and the periodic table, that's what all life came from. And a lot of us are missing those minerals in our diet because of commercial farming, high levels of stress. Stress depletes our body of minerals. So many things are depleting our bodies and we're not giving our body those minerals that we need in that profile that we need for the building blocks of life. Uh, so one place to get it is from the ocean and Quinton comes in these glass vials, these double tip ampule vials that are holding not just chemical information, the chemistry of the water, but they're holding the bioenergetic frequencies, the bioenergetic information from the ocean that is still being studied, still being uncovered. It's like, it's so profound. It's this super quantum <laughs> information that that we still are studying and trying to understand but we do know that it's very powerful so when you open up one of those quinton vials you're giving your body this information it's signaling to your body that you have all 78 trace elements in perfect proportion and it's helping with that electrical system in our body and you can get it on um, Water and Wellness sells it. My website, graceandparker.com sells it. And I would say start with the isotonic. There's two. There's an isotonic and the hypertonic. The isotonic is the one that Rene Quinton in 1895 discovered that the ocean's plasma is identical to our own plasma. So he diluted it down to what our, our plasma would be. And so when you drink it, you're drinking that that perfect ratio of minerals to our own blood plasma. So you put it in your mouth, swish it around for about a minute so that it's getting into the epithelial tissue and 
and it's signaling to all your cells that you have all the building blocks for life. The hypertonic one is not diluted, so it's not diluted down to our blood plasma ratios, but it is like a vitamin, like a mineral supplement. So if you're working out and you're sweating a lot and you need minerals, that's a great one. And that one also I use to reinform my water. So we talked about reverse osmosis. Reverse osmosis is dead water. It's uninformed water. It's missing minerals. It's clean. The chemistry of it's clean and that's beautiful. We want that but we need to break water down to build it back up. And so you're breaking water down, but as you break it down with the reverse osmosis and eliminate the caustic toxic chemistry of the water, now we're left with this dead water that's just uninformed, unstructured, no minerals. So we need to build it back up and we add minerals back in. And my favorite minerals to add are quinton hypertonic minerals. So I'll pour a vial of quinton hypertonic minerals in about a gallon of water. And that's the game changer, guys. Just like with me, when I was drinking this water and I couldn't hydrate, it was because I was missing some trace elements and I had a mineral imbalance. So the balance of fluids in my body was out of balance. I had, my cells were not hydrated. I had more fluid in the extracellular fluid, the ECM, as opposed to my intracellular fluid, which we want that to be balanced. And it wasn't. So I was very dehydrated. My cells were dehydrated. When your cells are dehydrated, they can't communicate effectively. They're not able to do their job. Cells have this innate intelligence where they know what to do. They know how to heal themselves. They know how to go into cell autophagy. They know how to die off when they need to. Apoptosis. These cells know what to do, but if they can't communicate with each other, they're going to have trouble doing it. So a big part is making sure that we are, that we have the minerals in our system. And, and Quinton has been the biggest blessing in my life because I don't have to think about it. A lot of times we'll buy trace elements, but maybe they're not in balance or they're missing some of the elements. And so we know with Quinton, it's already there. It came from the ocean. It's cold processed. It's like in perfect ratios to what our body needs. So I get to drink it and trust that it's exactly what my body needs. And then that water is very hydrating. And back to Renee Quinton, I remember when I was reading the Quinton booklet or whatever, which had a lot of information and what it can do and all the, the research that was available. One of the early pieces of research or, or studies conducted by Rene Quinton was he had this dog that was dying. I don't remember what from, but it was very ill. It was near death. So he drained that. And to prove how powerful Quinton was, he drained the blood from that dog and then yes. gave it 100% Quinton water. Not only did it come back to life when it you know, had all of its blood drained, its health status was, was almost back to normal. Whereas beforehand it was on you know, death row. Well, now it was revitalized. It was running around. It was barking. It was like a new dog again on pure Quinton water. So to your point, the power of having the correct ratio of minerals, which is similar to our own blood and plasma. But if you're consuming that on a consistent basis, 
that alone is going to move your health in the right direction. That's the foundation, really, like you're saying. The cells need the correct energy, the correct amount of electricity so they can communicate. The mitochondria is not going to work if it doesn't have the appropriate amount of electrons or health status. So it's a well-rounded way of improving your entire health and wellness status. But I want to circle back just for a second. For those, again, unfamiliar with Quinton, there's an isotonic, there's a hypertonic. You kind of alluded to, especially if you're like sweating a lot, you're active, use a hypertonic or like you're saying, throw it in a gallon of water to give it that dead reverse osmosis water memory and information. So if a person's coming into this, which one should they use? How often and when? Is it something where you can use a hypertonic once a day and then use isotonic throughout the day? Or would you use a hypertonic when you're trying to get healthy and then go to the isotonic as maintenance? What's, what's your thought and strategy with Quinton water? That's a great question, Mike. And that's a question that a lot of people have. So the isotonic, we want to think of it almost as the medicine. That's the way Renee Quinton thought of it. This is a medicine, is a potent, powerful medicine. What I love about this medicine, though, is it's potent and powerful for giving your body the information it needs to heal itself, but it also is so benign that babies can take it. Pregnant women can take it. Not only can they take it, they will highly benefit from taking it. So that's a medicine I can get on board with because a lot of things, even supplements, herbs, they're going to push our biochemistry in certain directions. There's this push-pull situation happening. And when you take Quinton, it's all about just like homeostasis balance. It's bringing the body into balance. And you can always trust that. So I love to take an isotonic every morning when I wake up. When you're anxious or stressed, it's going to immediately bring your body back into rest and restore. So you can be in this fight or flight mode and instantly it'll bring you back into your homeostasis. So Renee Quinton called that the medicine when people were sick, they were gastrointestinal issues, skin issues, whatever was going on, he would tell them to take it. And depending on what their issue was, that's how many vials they would take. Now you don't want to take like three vials all at once. That's not going to, it's not going to help to take them one right after another. But if you're really suffering from some severe illness, you could even take one like three times a day. You could take one in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening before you go to bed. You want to do it on an empty stomach. You also want to leave it in your mouth for about a minute so that it's sending all that information into the tissues and signaling your cells that you have the building blocks for life. So I would definitely say Think of the isotonic, that's the clear vial as the medicine. And then the hypertonic is the one that's undiluted. And it's crazy because it's like, oh, the diluted one would sound less effective and the undiluted more pot the more potent one, but it's not, it's not, that's not the way it works. Um, so the the hypertonic is the undiluted version, so it's very salty and that one's more like a vitamin. Think of it as like a daily supplement, a vitamin that you take. Both of them, I think, should be taken daily. It's not inexpensive, though. It's probably about a dollar, dollar fifty a vial. So that would be two dollars, but or three dollars, depending on how much you get it for. But say it's three dollars a day. That's less than a latte. <laughs> you know, and it's like we buy now, we pay now or pay later with our health, right? So I think that 
for me, I'm all about, I want to live in this moment and feel at my highest potential in this moment. I don't want to think about, oh, um, I'll think about my health later. I care about it right now. I want to protect myself, my mitochondria, cellular communication. I, I care about that. So I think that doing both of them is going to be very beneficial. Now, if you, if you decide that you don't want to spend that money and you want to just choose, I would say start with the isotonic, the medicine. And there's, there's just so many powerful things. I'll give a, a simple story. My grandmother, I love to tell this story. She's 90. I think she was like 91 when this happened, 92. I can't remember, but she had a toe that wouldn't heal. She had this oozing infection for about a year on her foot. And the doctor had told her, we're going to have to amputate your toe if this doesn't scab up. And it just wouldn't. Her body, it was an open wound and her body wasn't healing it. She has diabetes. So that's very common when you're elderly with diabetes. Her mother had had her leg amputated. I mean, it's in, in the family. So she had already had one toe removed and they were going to amputate this other one if it didn't heal. I sent her some Quinton within a week to 10 days of taking the Quinton, the wound healed, whereas it hadn't for a year. That is because my grandmother was missing some of the building blocks for biogenesis. She was missing some of the trace elements that she needed in order for her body to do what it knows how to do. So that reminds us that health is about removing the obstacles for healing and then bringing in the building blocks for healing. And I look at Quinton as those building blocks for biogenesis to renew new cells, new life. And so that was really cool. My whole family calls it the magic water now. And like everybody's on it because they saw what happened with my grandmother and, and we all have our, miracle stories with Quinton. It's just it's a blessing. And I don't have any association with Quinton. I'm not invested in the company. I always tell them like, you should pay me. Because I talk about it all the time, but I just love it. And I love to share the good news of what a blessing it could be, what it was for my life, for my patients' lives, and, and so many of my followers and listeners. This podcast interview was brought to you by the Longev Revive Cream. If you haven't heard of this cream before, go back and listen to the podcast interview with David Horneck, one of the people that helped create this amazing cream. The cream was specifically developed to enhance red light therapy treatment sessions, and not only that, but improve vibrational healing from the frequencies of full spectrum sunlight. The Revive includes special ingredients such as photodynamic amino acids, which helps convert UV light to red light. It increases production of this thing called fibronectin, which is said to be the holy grail of anti-aging. And then there's astaxanthin, which has been shown in clinical studies to increase skin moisture, moisture retention, and elasticity. There's turmeric, which contains an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and antimicrobial properties. There's copper peptides, which also has antioxidant, anti-inflammatory effects. C60 has high antioxidant power to prevent skin aging, 172 times more than vitamin C. And then there's also geranium rose, shungite, humic acids, and most of these ingredients are organic and they're all high, high quality. So if you want to check this cream out, go to longev.com, that's L-O-N, 
B-G-E-V-V.com, or you can also find it on Biolite.shop. That's Biolite.shop. That story just proves and shows how resilient our bodies and our physiology is, and it'll stick around. It'll try to heal as much as it can, given uh, what you are giving it. But when you do give it what it needs, in this instance, Kingtown, because you're getting the building blocks, uh, the nutrition that it needs to heal. In an instance of your grandma, her cells didn't have what it needed to properly heal. It was struggling. It was struggling. You give your body what it needs. You nourish it. And voila, you know, healing happens. Your body wants to heal. Your body wants to be a homeostasis. It just needs the the requisite nutrients or nourishment in order to carry out those functions. So like you said, remove the building blocks. Maybe for some people it's stress or sleep, or maybe it is nutrition, but remove the barriers and then add in what the body needs. And it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but that's going to be the, uh, the switch that flips that allows your body to go from a, a downward spiral. I guess, you know, you're getting all these health issues, hairs falling out, skin conditions, stress, but again, remove the barriers simply give your body nourishment and and miracles more or less can happen uh, when you do that. But yeah, very, very simply hydration status um, makes a profound difference. So let's move on from the plasma, from the ocean, powerful, powerful stuff. And now let's talk about, you already mentioned this, but let's talk about structured water. Now you have a structuring water device that would be interested for you to uh, tell people about, because it's a very interesting apparatus, but then tell us from your perspective and what you've learned um, from your mentors and, and otherwise, what is structured water? Why is it important? And how can people implement structured water into their daily lives? Yeah, so a good person to look up and follow would be Gerald Pollack. He uh, was one of the people in, in our generation to give more information as to what structured water is he was the one that coined the the phrase fourth phase water and he helped us understand that water isn't just a liquid a gas and a solid there's also this fourth phase it's like a gelatinous consistency and that is in the cytoplasm of our cells Uh, the water in our cells is in this gel-like consistency and that's very important because the, the polarization around the cell, the positive and negative charge is what, what keeps that structure of the, the water inside the cell intact. Things like non-native EMFs are what depolarize the cells and start to liquefy the inside of the cell. And when that starts to liquefy, the cells can't communicate. They're not charged. Like the cell of your cell phone, if you never charged it up, you wouldn't be able to use it. Not because there's something wrong with the cells, but the cells aren't able to communicate because they don't have that electrical information. So that's the same thing with our cells. Like as we, the cells become depolarized from lack of connecting to the earth. Like when we walk barefoot on the earth, we are connecting to the earth's magnetic field and that's helping to charge our cells up. When we're putting minerals in our body, the minerals that we need is helping to charge sunlight, the red light therapy, the infrared, near infrared. Those are really important for helping with all of that. So we want to make sure that we're doing that to keep that fourth phase water inside of our cells. So that's a structured water. Now, outside of our body, the water that we're drinking, 
water is the source receiver of all information that it comes in contact with. So we talked about reverse osmosis, filtering the chemistry of the water, which is very important. But equally as important is the information that the water is receiving on its way to us when it's going through those pipes, when it's going through the chemical plant, when it's wherever it's been, it's received this information and holding it in it. And that is equally as important as the thought of, okay, the chemistry of the water needs to be healthy. But now we want to think about what kind of information is this water signaling to myself? What kind of information is it sending to my body? And when you're drinking water, for example, filtered tap water, we say that it's uninformed water. It's like unstructured water that's the type of water that we're putting in ourselves and it's like the body doesn't really know what to do with it it's like what is this it's uninformed so when you look at nature you look at a spring that it's moving it's vortexing a raindrop coming down spinning and vortexing all of nature is is naturally informing the water of this these living living information and we want that in the water that we're drinking so that it can be living water for us bring us back to life revive us so i have an apparatus called the umh and it uses sacred geometry fibonacci sequencing and it has sacred gemstones in it but basically what it's doing a simple way of saying it is it's vortexing in a left and right spin and so when you're vortexing a left and right spin, you're deleting the information that the water has taken on on its journey too. So I want to delete that because I don't know what's in it. Like even though the chemistry is clean, it's still holding the information of that dirty chemistry. So I'm deleting it through the vortex, but then I'm also reinforming it of the living frequencies. And that basically what nature would do. If I just went and got a cup and I brought it next to a living spring and drank the water, if any of you guys listening to this have drank water from a living spring, you know that there's this information inside of it that it's beyond the chemistry of the water. You drink it and you feel alive. You feel energized. You feel, you feel so good. You just want to like take that energy home with you and be like, hey, can I just have this at my tap? That's what you get when you vortex the water. So I take my reverse osmosis water that's been, the chemistry has been, you know, clean. And then I add minerals back in. So that now it has the potential to be restructured. It has this information inside of it to become, it's a crystalline structure. And then I restructure it by vortexing it. And that's where the magic that I think this is something that in the next five, 10 years, people are probably going to be, it's going to be standard maybe in people's homes. But right now it's not something we really think about. We just think about, oh, the chemistry of the water. That's all that matters is a filter. There's so much more to water. That's why I started my podcast, Hydrate, because I wanted people to understand hydration is far beyond just drinking water or enough water. What kind of water are you drinking? And and then you play a big part in that, the light, the grounding to the earth, all these things. There's so many things that play a part in hydration. So 
when you let's say vortex your water and it's in the cup it's been vortexed how long does that structure last is that something that um now it has that memory of the the vortex that's going to be there let's say for hours or days or is it kind of a limited time that you have to drink that structured water before it dissipates or, or unstructures if you will well that's a really good question because it depends on how you're structuring your water. So you, there's many ways you can structure your water. I could take reverse osmosis water, add minerals to it, put it in a cold, dark space for six to eight hours, and it's going to start to bring itself. It's going to start to structure itself. But that's going to be a really weak structure. So I pull it out of the refrigerator, I shake it up, and it's like, it's really weak. It's not going to hold for very long. This particular apparatus that I have, the UMH, they've done studies on it, and and the studies show that it can hold up to nine months, which to me is like, whoa, that's that's insane. So it just depends. There's going to be a whole range of how long the water holds the structure, depending on what kind of vortexer you're using. And also, yeah, I wanted to point this out. You can do the vortex and there's many other ways to structure the water. You kind of alluded to it. You can take a glass of your reverse osmosis water, put it out in the full spectrum sunlight, and it's going to absorb that infrared and red light, which is going to help structure the water. And then secondly, if you want to do it a little quicker and more powerfully, you can take a red light therapy device. Because I remember reading in um, Dr. Gerald Pollack's book, like you mentioned, the fourth phase of water, he said the red structures water better than UV light but mm-hmm. infrared is the superior form or superior spectra of light to structure water. So red's better than nothing, but infrared or near infrared is superior. And in order to structure it best, you want to have the intensity as high for as long of a duration as possible. So those are kind of the two variables when using infrared light is you want lots of power and as long as you can put it in front of the light. So that's another way you can structure water is simply using light. I would wonder what would happen if you vortex the water and then use the light. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to compound it, but then of course you're adding quinton, you're, you're adding, let's say when I was at your house, you had a lemon. I've started doing that now specifically because of you, Tracy, and I love it. Um, but there's just other things you can add to water to enhance its um, its uh, nourishment and potency and hydration status. So already with a couple of things we've talked about, the plasma uh, water from the ocean, if you will, structuring your water. There's already already a couple of ways that you can really enhance your hydration status. I know we're running short on time. Could we quickly talk about deuterium depleted water just in a nutshell so people kind of have an idea of what it is if they haven't heard of it? And then we can um, talk about your experience with light and red light therapy um, before we run out of time here. Yeah, I, we, I kind of left people hanging, huh? I forgot to talk about the deuterium depleted water. <laughs> so just really simply, when we think about the, the chemistry of water, sometimes or the, the physics of the way that the molecules come together, the think about the atom of hydrogen and then oxygen, those come together and you're making these molecular structures. That hydrogen has three different potentials that a lot of people might not know about. There's deuterium, which is twice as heavy as hydrogen. Then we have tritium, which is three uh, that's three times the weight. And when you're drinking a glass of water, you're not just drinking H2O, you're drinking H2O molecules, you're drinking H2O, D2O, HDO, mostly H2O. I mean, it's almost all of it. You're going to find a couple droplets of 
D2O or HDO in the water, probably more HDO. So that deuterium, which is twice the weight of hydrogen, they like to call it hydrogen's evil twin. Some people will say that because it looks like hydrogen. Our body thinks of it as hydrogen, but when it actually goes into the nanomotors of our mitochondria, it's like throwing a wrench in the engine. It's like it's a kink in the engine. And what it's doing is it's causing mitochondrial death. And as we know, mitochondria is the powerhouse engines of our cells. And when you're killing off the mitochondria, you're accelerating aging, you're, you're basically dying off faster. So most water is about 150 parts per million of deuterium when we test it. And most of us, our bodies, depending on where we live, because there are some places where it could be like 140, 100. I was just in Colorado and it was like, I think it's like 140 or 37 or something like that. It's much lower than here in California. Um, that's a good thing because the more you lower the deuterium in your body, the less mitochondrial damage you're going to have if it, if it's, than if it's higher. So we want to lower the deuterium levels in our body. So the more water you're drinking, the more you're elevating your deuterium levels, which is a bummer because it's like we want to drink more water to hydrate, but then we're also, we have this like double-edged sword where we have more deuterium in the water. So you can either buy deuterium depleted water, which is very expensive. I mean, it's like, it depends on where you get it. I get one that's 10 parts per million. It's about $60 for two liters. So that's not sustainable for most people. But there are ways you can lower deuterium in your diet, more ketogenic diet. So anything that's like a lot of carbs or sugar, those have higher levels of deuterium. The lower deuterium foods are fat, meat, things like that, that are more ketogenic. Now, we, we this isn't a whole nother topic. You know, it's not like you want to be in ketosis forever. I mean, that's, I don't think that's great right. either, but you want to be mindful of what you're eating and not eating so many things that have a lot of sugar and deuterium in them. So it's just something to start looking out for that word deuterium, because a lot of beverage companies are starting to catch on to this. And you're going to probably start seeing deuterium depleted drinks on the market. So just do a little bit of research on deuterium. And um, it's quite, it's quite interesting. And it's probably going to be one of these technologies like most are when they first come out, very expensive. But over time, as the technology is fine-tuned and more competition comes in, it'll help lower the price and make it hopefully more affordable for the masses to uh, help our mitochondrial health. I mean, gee whiz, <laughs> if it's as simple as water, um, which it is. I mean, like you're saying, the deuterium, especially in excess, uh, throws that wrench into the mitochondria, which leads to mitochondrial dysfunction and uh, Dr. Doug Wallace, the top mitochondrial researcher in the world, has said that 80% of modern diseases are tied to mitochondrial dysfunction. So whether it's light or water or earthing or whatever, taking steps to make your mitochondrial health as optimal as possible will not only make you healthier in the present, but will increase your longevity. 
and not just increasing decades to your life, but being more vital, having more energy or vitality, I should say, and having more energy in those later decades, which I think is the most important part. It's not just about living longer for the sake of living longer, but living as vibrantly and with as much energy in your 80s, 90s, 100s as you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s. And so if it's something as quote unquote simple, I know the process isn't simple to get deuterium removed from water, but if it's as simple as drinking deuterium depleted water to optimize your mitochondrial health, then um, I would surely hope over time that that becomes more affordable for the masses. So lastly, Tracy, let's hear about your experience with light. It doesn't have to specifically be red light therapy because what we've talked about already with water, light plays an impactful role on water for better or for worse. Blue lit technology, uh, non-native EMF dehydrates our cells, wrecks our mitochondria. So that alone um, is a detriment to health. But on the flip side, full spectrum sunlight, red light therapy, other types of light therapies can be another way to enhance your health and mitochondria specifically. So I just want to hear your experience with light um, and then red light therapy as well. Yeah, well, every morning I try to wake up and watch the sunrise because we know that full spectrum light is one of the missing nutrients that, or the nutrients that a lot of us are missing because we are sitting under toxic lighting most of the day, looking at blue lights. We're looking at this screen right now. I'm taking in this this toxic light, it's like junk food light. Uh, so it's really important to get that full spectrum light touching your skin so that all of your receptor sites in your cells are knowing like, oh my gosh, I'm getting fed, I'm getting this nutrition. And it's best to do it when the thermal heat isn't so intense, so we're not damaging our skin. We wanna be feeding our skin. So I like to do it when the sun's rising and the sun's setting, that thermal heat isn't there, but that full spectrum light's there. So even opening your mouth and getting in your epithelial tissue is so powerful looking directly sun gazing and getting that in the back of, you know, getting in your retina and your eye and just like all of your skin is nutrition. It's food. Just like we talked about Quinton missing those, those elements. We need all those elements. The same thing with light. It's so important. And sometimes I'll have a late night and I can't, I don't want to wake up to watch the sunrise or um, I didn't, catch the sunset. When I don't get that, I always use my BioLite to give myself that nutrition for the day that I may have missed out on because I know how important it is for helping structure the body of water that I am, helping feed my mitochondria. The list goes on. I mean, it's great for my skin too. I noticed that uh, when I lay next to the red light and I get that on my skin, I, I can just feel the fibroblast firing and all that collagen building. And it just, it looks more radiant and, and healthier because it's getting the nutrition that it needs and it's helping increase the blood flow. So uh, for beauty purposes, <laughs> I really enjoy it for that, but also just for the nutrition that it brings to my body. And that's something that is important to me because I know in the long term. I'm going to age more gracefully if I do these daily habits. You know, it seems like the the things that we do every single day compound. And over time, we see the results of that. 
and that's a good point. A lot of good points there. Um, watching the sunrise, sunset, like you said, not getting those excessive UV rays, but those are the two times of the day where uh, red and near infrared, but red specifically, are most predominant. And then as the sun rises towards towards noon, it's more full spectrum, but especially UV. So yeah, good ways to get free red light therapy without uh, causing harm to your skin, but then also just normalizing uh, your circadian rhythm. And that's a whole other topic we could discuss the impacts of your health and wellness just on circadian rhythm. And if that's off, well, all bets are off for your health and wellness. That's, that's another foundational piece. So like you said, getting it from nature first, but in this modern day that we live in, we're, we're surrounded by electricity. We're under our roofs. We're rarely outside. So that's where red light therapy can step in and, and be used as a, as a supplement, or like you're saying on a day that you miss your uh, full spectrum sunlight or your sun gazing in the morning. It's a way to kind of feed the mitochondria, the nutrition it hasn't gotten, help normalize their circadian rhythm. So yeah, it's and it's a Swiss army knife um, of a tool because there's a, a a myriad of things that red light therapy can help with because it's treating the root cause of most conditions being the mitochondria. So yeah, it, it's a it's a valuable tool, but to your point and from my point to everyone else, you don't need a panel, you can get it from nature first. And that's usually what I suggest because it's free. Tracy, we're out of time. I feel like we could talk for hours. You're just a wealth of information, but where can people go to learn more from you? I know you have a book coming out. We talked about your podcast. So tell us where we can find you there, websites, social media, where can people find you? Yeah. So if you go on any podcast platform, just type in hydrate or hydrate with Tracy Dews, and you'll find my podcast. And it goes deeper into all these things that we just touched on today. I interview Gerald Pollack and Robert Slovak and many of these just scientists that have really helped mentor me and that are bringing some amazing information to mainstream. So Hydrate with Tracy Dews. If you are interested in my book, I have a book that came out that's all about these magical medicinal potions. Just basically they're elixirs that um, you can make at home that can help calm you or give you energy or just make you feel really good. But they're bringing nourishment to your body and they're fun and delicious. So it's a little recipe book and also a lifestyle book. I talk a lot about my lifestyle and how little tips that I give for aging gracefully and living your best life. And you can find me, I'm really active on Instagram, social media. So you can find me at Tracy Dews. That's T-R-A-C-Y-D-U-H-S. I'm very um, interactive with my friends on there. And then you can go to my website if you want to get the book. It's tracydews.com. Perfect. You've only scratched the surface of what you can learn from Tracy Dews in this episode, people. So go check her out on social media, check her book out, check her website out and learn more from Tracy. But once again, Tracy, I love all the time that we get to spend together uh, when we're able to hook up. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate you sharing the knowledge with my audience today. And uh, you know, I look forward to when I'm down in San Diego again and we get to take another uh, walk along the beach, getting, getting those negative ions from the ocean. Yes, I can't wait. I look forward to seeing you soon, Mike. This is Tracy Dews and Dr. Mike Belkowski signing off of another episode of the Red Light Report. Everyone have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Red Light Report. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes and other podcast platforms to help spread the word so other people can learn about the many health, wellness, and longevity benefits of red light therapy. If you're looking for more educational content, check out our Instagram page at biolight.shop 
in our YouTube channel, BioLite. I'm Dr. Mike Belkowski, and I'll see you on the next episode.